Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Good morning. Well, David's going to be on his best behavior this morning on Calgary Next. Why? Because we've got a minister in the house. Reverend Dr. Danielle Ayana James is our guest today. She is a certified executive and leadership coach, organizational effectiveness consultant, and ordained minister of the United Church. Ayana works with Strad Consulting, business based in Calgary, and focuses on leadership effectiveness and strategy. With all the uncertainty and change over the past year, this morning we'll hear what challenges leaders are facing as people head back to the office and what they can do to help their teams transition. Good morning, Ayana. Good morning, Tara. David. Good morning, Ayana. And you know, you know, it will be interesting because I would like to have also Tara's opinion because she is a coach as well. She's yes. a leadership coach as well. So I think it will be me against both of you. And now against that I Against what? You're not for leadership? <laughs> now that we have two coaches, I should have probably do some stretching and uh, get ready. So, Ayana, um, first question I, I want to kind of throw is, uh, we're coming out of COVID. And in uh, a few days, Alberta is completely open. Yes. How does it impact the leaders? Before we talk about the employees, how does it impact the leaders in the last two or three months? Yeah, it's a, it's a big question, David, and I appreciate it. Um, leaders, in my observation, in the way that we've been supporting clients across the city, across Alberta, across the country, um, I have to start with a kudos to them. I have to start with a round of applause because uh, it's been a difficult journey for many, for all. Um, and we have been noticing just amazing resilience to start with and um, a real fortitude in a human perspective and how people are showing up and wanting to lead themselves, lead others, and lead their communities. And so when you ask the question, how are leaders, how's it impacting leaders, I think of the concentric circles, right? Of where it starts with your own personal leadership of self and taking ownership of your journey, how you, how you take care of yourself, take care of others, and how that has cascaded and rippled out to really um, offering care and leadership um, in the broader communities. So I want to start with a round of applause, that the impact has been one where folks have um, picked up the backpack, right? Like COVID's real, pandemic real. Real, pandemic is real, impact on individuals and families is real. Um, and they've said, we're leaning in. We're not going to lean out. We're going to lean in. Hmm. W- what learnings do you think there have been for leaders? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that. Uh, <laughs> well, apparently not in your case. David and I have this conversation <laughs> often, you know, like what are robust hard skills, right? Like yeah. What have they learned about strategy? What have they learned about being agile and nimble in the workplace and um, with their with their business plans, if you will? Um, but, you know, it's also this, the close sibling of what have they learned about being human and focusing on their people. And we see the investment in, in their people processes, their people strategies, but also that those one-on-one skills, right? It's like checking in, how are you really? Right, the power of um, the lesson of focusing on on what your particular employee is going through, their narrative, their strengths, their gaps, their weaknesses, and I've just observed leaders slowing down to have conversations that are more meaningful, and that's been accelerating the way that people are able to work together in more collaborative ways. So, so is there a shift in leadership behavior 
prior to COVID mm-hmm. and after COVID? And the question is for both of you, because both of you work with leaders. Well, in, in, in my perspective, I would just echo what Ayana just said. I think that people are understanding the importance of that human connection and really connecting with people and communication, right? Constant communication, the one-on-one and just checking in and their understanding. So people who had a good base foundation of communication and relationships throughout their companies, I think fared fairly well through the whole COVID uh, time over the last 18 months, but those who did not, I think had a much harder time connecting and suddenly trying to build relationships with people when there wasn't one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd build on that Tara and say that um, leaders have been paying closer attention to the science also of their leadership, Um, the neuroscience of it, as well as the science of artful and meaningful connection. So I think of Professor Francis Fry from Harvard, um, a business psychologist and organizational specialist who talks about the trust triangle Mm -hmm. and how we as leaders steward that trust through the three points of authenticity, empathy, and logic. And so we've always, I think, great leaders have had the logic piece and they've been rewarded for that in their performance, but now the authenticity and empathy are showing up. Um, And so there's been maybe less of a shift, but more of a, a leaning into some of those other pieces of what it takes to be a great leader. We're kind of joking around, David, with you, and you're saying it's you against us, but I've also seen you be a great leader through this with your team. Mm. So what what did you do to Thank help you. your team through this? Well, the first thing I did was call everybody back in last May um, and called them in the office, but we were, you know, making sure that everybody is healthy, making sure that everybody's protected. And what I've done is um, I did send a nine question, which was six of the questions were personal. Like, how can I help you? What, how are you feeling? How is your family? Nothing to do with work. And the last three question had to do with work, but the individual work of that person, how can that person excel or, 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 you know, mm-hmm. succeed? How can we help you? And, and what, I, and it was like surprising that I think only two out of 50 didn't reply. All 48 replied, and uh, all of them wanted to meet. The other thing we did, we, we, I bring twice a, a month, I bring a massage therapist here. I do lunches, um, and, um, you know, we sit in an ob- uh, open bullpen, so I'm here every day, and they see me every day. Uh, yeah, and you're right in the middle of the bullpen. Yeah, and, and, and Ayana was with me in Israel, and she knows my history in the, in, in the army. And for me, leading by example is, is the key. You can't ask other people to do what you're not willing to do. That's why I'm here every day. But I want to go back to, to one of the questions that I have is, um, we talked about leaders. What do you see on the employee side? I see gratitude. Um, it's, I start there, but I mean, really is it's on a spectrum and there's a big toggle between the acknowledgement and gratitude of how everyone is working really hard to try and make a way forward, right? Across industries, across disciplines. Um, and the other end of the spectrum, big toggle is, is to the emotional burnout, right? Um, lots of folks have been giving 200%, not only for, you know, the maintenance of their position, their role, et cetera, but because they care about the endurance of the organization that they're a part of um, and they've been giving greatly. 
I mean, I've, my husband and I have been working from home now 18, 18 months and set up our own little study offices. And like many, um, it's a blessing and a burden, right? It's both and. Um, we have lots of time. I can go for a walk, jump on the bike, go for a run, have you? Um, but we're also starting our day earlier and ending it later because, hey, the computer's right there. We can make the effort. Um, so, you know, what what I'm noticing now in this phase of COVID is that uh, team members, employees are taking better ownership of what they need and are finding the strength and courage to articulate where they need more self-care, where, they're, where they need vacation now. <laughs> they're going to lean into it with the help of their leaders who are saying this is important. Um, and I think that sense of personal voice and personal agency um, is something that I'd love to see, you know, ongoing as an ongoing benefit to the way that we show up at our work. What are you seeing from leaders in in the way that um, they're feeling about this transition into either a hybrid model where some people are working from home or everybody's coming into the office? What trends are you seeing with leaders? What is it that they're leaning toward? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really great question because it is, I think, about trends. No, No one outcome works for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the city that you and I are, we're all taking this call from in Calgary, there's definitely this blend of legacy leaders who love us all in the building, right? Mm-hmm. In the towers, if you will. Um, and the emergence of the next generation of leaders who are trying to figure out how it's a value add and a value creation to have a distributed or a hybrid model. Um, you could have a different kind of conversation when you're working, you know, remotely Um, When you're working asynchronously, productivity can go up in many ways, right? Versus the nine to five, everyone clocks in and clocks out. Um, So I think folks are leaning in, um, trying to discover what options will will drive the most value. And, you know, now that we have that call to Mm -hmm. come back to office, so more and more people, and and, and mostly I would say uh, the local owners, uh, business owners, I I think the national and international are still kind of trying to figure out, uh, HR is trying to figure out what to do. Um, What what do you see is happening in offices? How is that gelling back to pre-COVID normality is going, if at all? (laughs) I think it's going well. We're all smiling at this table. I mean, that power of human connection, right? The ability to give a fist bump or, you know, an elbow touch, uh, to to share a coffee midday. Um, There's a real enthusiasm for it. Absolutely. Um, But I go back to that principle of um, designing for one's life, right? And each uh, each organization, each team, each member, um, really being able to do the self-discovery, the self-awareness, like what is it that would work for me? Um, and within the framework that the organization is offering, right, to be able to live into that in a true way. Ayana, thank you so much. We're just going to go for a quick break. When we come back, we're going to move past the COVID uh, discussion and move more into future and what it is that we see for the future with leadership and employees and trends within organizations. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Uh, We are back with our guest, uh, Reverend Dr. Danielle Ayana James. And um, Ayana, Tara said uh, when we 
kind of went for commercial that we're going to discuss the future. And the future is, is key because uh, Calgary is coming from not just COVID, but also five years of oil and gas price depressed and economy that was depressed. So where do you see the leaders today um, kind of pushing forward? What do you see is the, the, the one thing that will keep us moving forward in a positive direction? The conversation is so alive around digitization and all kinds of expressions of technology and how to leverage that technology, um, both within like the operations of many of the organizations that are the backbone of, of Calgary, this beautiful city, um, but also in how to leverage them in a powerful way for unlocking the potential of their people. Because that's really where the secret sauce is, is where the magic is. Um, I, there's, not one, there's not one client interface, prospect client, legacy client uh, that we have at Strad who isn't um, taking very seriously the conversation about how they want to be a part of um, leveraging technology in a way that aligns with their values um, but also supports um, uh, their future strategic mandates. So, yeah, digitization, technology, and it's it, it's so aligned to the way that we're we're looking at Calgary as the next tech hub, right, of this great nation. Uh, so, really supportive and happy to see that. When you're working with a company and they're looking to clarify their strategy, where do you start with them? <laughs> I'm looking at you, Tara, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a leadership coach question in some ways, right? Because it, it starts with purpose. It starts with the why. It starts with that clarity. Um, it was very, you know, very fashionable in the late 80s. We t- everyone had to have a fresh mission statement and a vision statement. <laughs> um, it, it still matters. Yeah. You know, I say that facetiously. We, 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 we've rebranded a bit. You know, we talk about the North Stars right now and mm-hmm. getting super clear on your BHAGs and your, your goals and priorities. But these are the muscles these are the muscles. These are the muscles that inculcate um, a certain amount of discipline, operational excellence. Um, but what I've learned in working with high-performance teams is that when you have this framework, right, starting with your core why, what do you want to get after? How do you want to do that? What's the big picture? What's the legacy you want to leave behind? Um, it catalyzes some pretty amazing conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Like people get really jazzed uh, to talk about that. And then, then what is your role? in that? What gifts do you want to bring to that? What skills do you want to bring to that? Um, and so, yeah, it has great potential uh, to, to take teams to the next level, right? Yeah. Earlier, Tara asked our, one of our guests about culture. And uh-huh. do you see today that companies have to rebuild their culture after being 18? You mentioned the 18 months out of the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we get back to the culture we had or a new culture? <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to be able to package that, productize that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the question every leader is asking. Um, what's fabulous is that I think there's a growing you know, consensus that culture matters. You know, that wasn't always the case. Um, and that culture can be designed. We can be intentional about it. Um, because we've learned that if, you, if you're not, there will be a culture that fills the gap. And it may be one that's not helpful um, to everyone being their best and true selves in the workplace. Um, so David, yeah, to your point, there's, there's something of a rebuild, a refresh, a recalibrate. Um, but what I, what I like to start with is the intentionality of the discussion connected to the purpose, Tara, and the North Star. Mm-hmm. Um, who do we want to be and why does that matter? 
right? And then what are the mindsets and behaviors that are really going to support that? And what are the values that we stand on that we can say with integrity, this is aligned? I will say that, um, you know, whether it's in a theological framework, which is my profession of origin or in the business space, you know, when we're not aligned and we're misaligned, we're you know, that, that's, that, that's where the pain points are, right? When, our, when we get to get our spine back in order. And, and culture is that for most organizations. It is the backbone. Um, and to have those vertebrae, right, in, in line, aligned with your values, aligned with your North Star, aligned with um, the kind of behaviors that promote equality, inclusion, diversity, belonging. Um, it makes a true difference, you know, on the on the ultimate value that you're trying to build. Mm-hmm. Tara, since you always ask that question, what's your kind of uh, take on, on the, the culture, th- the culture. Before and after? Yeah, I think that, I think culture is always evolving. Um, to your point, Ayana, I think it's always evolving and it's really important for companies to make sure that they stay in touch with their people to find out how it's evolving as they bring new people in, younger people in, um, people with different expectations in the culture is going to change. So, you know, uh, often when I'm working with companies and we're defining values and whatnot, the biggest fear that people have is that, okay, we're going to create these values and then it's all going to be done. It's just going to throw them, throw them up on the wall and it's going to be done, which is, I mean, just that's useless. Why bother doing which it? Which leads me to my next question, because mm-hmm. we also have values mm-hmm. and we've done an exercise. The question I always ask is, how do you take the values, the mission statement, the values, the, the core from the wall to the floor? How? Show me how, both coaches. I have two coaches here. What's your best experience of that, David? Let's coach David in the call. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, she's going in coaching mode. I love it. You know, I, I always struggle with, with how to do it right. And, and, um, and maybe sometimes um, I hold myself back. And what's in the way for you? Um, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I put probably excuses to myself, you know my language, my accent, blah, blah, blah. But um, it's interesting because we have in our company at at Barclay Street Real Estate, we have really uh, people that are here 30 years and people that are here three to five years. Mm -hmm. And it's a big kind of difference. And and, um, I'm struggling how to take those core values that we have and bring them down to the floor that everybody will buy or majority will buy in that or not maybe everybody. And that's why, you know, coaches are to teach me how to do it. Who created those core values? We as a company. So we did an exercise and we had a lot of people participate and that's how we created the core values. But Sometimes people forget the core values. And so how do you, how do I as a leader or them as participants, because I call, I call them colleagues. I don't call them, I don't use the word employees. How do I help them or help myself or help us bring it to kind of day-to-day operation? Because mm-hmm. that's when we'll win more business. You know, one of my um, best teachers on this right now is actually my sister, who's two years younger than I am and has two children, ages three and five. And I'll be on a face FaceTime call over the past 18 months. 
and watching my sister in real time parent. And they have contracted as a family, covenanted as a family around their own family mission, values, and purpose. And she's raising two little humans, she and her husband, two little humans who know that their family equals team, who knows that family stands for them, for faith, action, I forget, I forget, right? They know that. And as I watch her parent in real time <laughs> on FaceTime, uh, she's, re- she's reminding them of what, what those things are. Mm-hmm. The conversations are peppered with, okay, you know, that didn't go that well in that painting exercise, but we're a team, right, Jackson? We're a team, mommy. That's what we stand for. And so she's been reminding me in a lived way that whether it's a family unit, a high-performance team in an organization, whatever it is, a team at the hospital, you know, trying to, to keep us healthy, um, the more that we surface with our mouths, the speaking of the values that matter to us, the more that we raise it in the way that we frame our questions, right? We're trying to solve a problem. What, is our, what do our values tell us about this? What is the way we've contracted and covenanted with one another that tells us about this? For me, there's a sense to move it from the wall to the floor, as you say, um, it's the practice of putting it in the air of the room. Mm-hmm. So how do, we, how do we speak it? The, I, I truly believe that Being we- Being the champion. Yeah, and we speak our way into belief. We speak our way into understanding. It's got to be a living conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. It needs to be integrated into all of the operations. And then also, how are people rewarded for living the values? Tara, you have the right for the last question. I have the right? Yeah, for the last oh, question. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm going to make it kind of a big one. Is I, I would like to know how you define a great leader. Yeah. Oh, she has my picture. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a really good one. It's one that uh, I asked others. So yeah, you're putting, putting me on the spot here. Um, yeah, there are characteristics, certainly. And there are people that I would look to both um, with me now and past. Um, a definition, definitely someone who... Someone wants to, who wants to invite followership in order to make impact that is lasting, that is meaningful, and that is um, heart-centered. Well, is that a way to end our show today or what? Well, as is I said, you, David? yes, as I, as I said, God was with us. This. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much, Ayana, for being yeah. our guest. Our guest today, as I mentioned, was Reverend Dr. Danielle Ayana James. It was a pleasure having you. And I'm sure Tara and you can discuss it for another hour or two. I think we could, or 10. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And thank you to you, David and Tara. Thank you. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com.